Hello and welcome to the Ratness Podcast. <laughs> now I'm gonna lose it every time. Every time. Hello and welcome to the Ratness Podcast, episode number sixty something, mm-hmm. with this girl hugs trees and I got to on behalf of Studio Nine. Woo! All right, that was a lot better. Was that good? Did I do it that time? You did it. All right. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. I appreciate you making the trip up. We're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. We are very excited to uh, do a four-person interview in the studio for the first time for season four. So it's it's very fitting. Hey, <laughs> didn't even think about that. But yeah, this will be the first episode of season four and the first time we've ever had two guests in studio. So, so yeah, thank you Fun. for being our firsts. <laughs> um, um, get started right into it. We love your work. Both of you do amazing art. Uh, we've had uh, Igato on before in the past. I, that was like episode four or five or something in season one. No, no, no. That was episode 20-something, I believe, with Method Makers. <laughs> okay, I was completely off there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a Zoom episode during the Pandy. Um, then we were all in different places. There was one with Akira. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you do 60 of these things, they kind of start to blur together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, welcome back. We have n- not yet had Danny on, uh, This Girl Hugs Trees, amazing artist, Needlepoint, and so much more. Uh, if we want to start out, would you want to tell us about and tell everybody like who you are and, and what you do as far as arts? Sure. So I do hand embroidery. Um, I do a little bit of mixed media. I've been doing like watercolor on fabric, which is really fun and complicated and mostly fun. Um, and my good friend Claudia from Soloka, she just recently taught me how to use a sewing machine, which is something like I feel very confident and comfortable with, you know, just hand and thread. So that's a new layer that I'm just starting to experiment with in the last week. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but I've been doing hand embroidery for about Seven or eight years, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your stuff's great. Uh, I know I have a piece hanging in my living room, and it probably gets the most comments out of any piece hanging in my living room. Aww. So definitely uh, kudos to you there. I have a Thank bunch you. of art and a lot of variety of types of people coming to my house. And yeah, that's the one that gets the most attention. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting me. And uh, he actually made the frame for that. Oh, so, dope. I didn't realize that. So we do some collaborative work in that way. Usually he makes frames for me. That's so far what the collaboration has been. We just collaborate in so many different ways. Like Mm -hmm. even with like, you know, now that we have the Studio 9, you know, it's not just like a one-way street. We got, you know, like she has ideas, I have different ideas, and we're always just trying to like come together and trying to figure it out how we can help each other grow, but not just like each other. We try to also like trying to bring in the community and help like other friends. Like, I mean, even just being here is like, you know, collaboration. So we're always trying to look, uh, look and find ways to keep on growing and, you know, it's like invest in each other and invest in anyone that we care about. Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. Absolutely. And I personally thank you, uh, both of you guys, for including me in the last uh, couple shows that you've had at the studio. Uh, always feel very blessed and thankful uh, when you guys reach out and I get to go to San Diego and hang out and, uh, you know, eat mushrooms and <laughs> just act a fool and, you know, be a part of the show. It's very fun. Well, that was actually, I was thinking about that today. So in, I think just before June, we had been talking about wanting to curate shows. And then for June, we were offered three different opportunities to curate shows, including doing the Ratness zine release show in our space. That was the first one we did. 
Um, and we're, so it's like, okay, well, you asked for it. <laughs> so say yes, do it. Oh, yeah. And that was that was really fun. And there were like things that we learned about that helped with the second one. And then obviously that's informing this uh, next one that we're doing. So that was fun, though. And for, for people listening, your space is, is a smaller space. It's a, a shared studio hallway kind of setup. Um, but for the shows, you have the walls filled with art. You have vendors in the hallway. You had live art going on outside. You had a food truck outside. Like how how intense is it day of trying to um, wrangle like everyone together and, and and make sure stuff goes smoothly? Um, every single time it changes. You know, there's always variables. We try to go with no high or low expectations. Mm. I've been doing this like a little over like twenty years now. So I created my own art shows just. For the fact that I didn't have like the chance to like, you know, like I didn't have a name then, but now I do like have an opportunity with my past experience. So we do try our best to not like have like the higher lows, which is trying to, you know, like every single time is going to be different. So we try our best to like troubleshoot as it goes. We we don't really plan it completely. (laughs) (laughs) I would say the day of usually ends up being, well, because we we usually spend Saturdays in our studio. Sometimes we're able to be there other days during the week. Um, And Saturdays can be busy, but on our show openings, on Vario Art Crawl Days, we are just like nonstop in there. I feel that. Yeah. So it's, um, I think the last one that we did, he spent most of his time in the hallway making sure everyone was okay, you know, with the artists and everything. And I spent most of my time in the studio talking to people that were coming in. But we just kind of, like he said, it's just kind of like more of a flow. You just respond in the moment. Um, I would say the lead up to it can be a little bit more intense, especially when last show we were working with i think 30 artists so trying to organize 30 artists to drop off on time and to be within the parameters and like all of those things that that was the uh plantitas y gatitos Uh, show gatitos y plantitas and i i felt like an asshole because i was coming from out of town so i was like can i drop off like the morning of or the like the night before (laughs) and i was like i hate when people do this to me so i can only imagine the frustration of working with that many artists and, you know, it's like uh, we've said it before, it's like herding cats where it's like uh-huh. everyone has their own hang ups and their own lives and they're working on pieces up until the day before they're supposed to turn it in. And artists love to procrastinate. They <laughs> love to procrastinate. That pressure has to be there. Otherwise, the art doesn't churn. And, and, <laughs> so I can only imagine. Uh, well, I think also, too, is like our space is like, you know, it's like run for artists by artists. So I think that's like, you know, our upper hand. We're not just trying to, you know, it's like we we know like all those things, you know, like we've been guilty of them. So, you know, we always have like we can expect that somehow. But mm-hmm. also, too, is like we trying to be as like, you know, it's like to listen to like whatever you're going through and to see like, you know, there's obstacles, you know, not, not always you're going to be like on point, you know. So we do try our best to be considerate of other people's time. And like sometimes, you know, things happen. So at this point. You've done how many shows in your space? This is so we've done two. Yeah, is that correct? And then so we're about to do our third. And the third one will be um, when this drops. It'll be tomorrow. Yeah, so November twelfth. November twelfth. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Saturday, November twelfth, Barrio Logan, San Diego. Uh, is it going all day? Yeah, it's gonna it's be, gonna be yeah. Uh, twelve to eight, and uh, to eight. This, this time around is gonna be called like uh, support your local hero. Oh, so, right. 
which yeah. was his idea. It's a, it's a <laughs> lovely idea. We were talking about it prior to it being a show idea specifically. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the main idea is trying to, you know, support local artists and also, like, um, we wanted to, uh, we always want to include, like, as many arts as possible, but also, too, it's like, we got to be considered, like, how much space we have, and also, like, so we, we wanted to have, like, some premises, we talked about it back and forth, we figure out, you know, well, if you do a piece that's uh, 24 by 24, we can include 15 artists or so, but also, too, it's like, it's not just about, like, the size of the art, this time around, we wanted to have art that's, like, represents the artist you know their own way we want we asked you know it's like if you have an old piece or a new piece up to you mm. and the whole thing is like we just wanted a piece that represents them and also too it was like how that piece can impact the community or how you want that piece to like you know it's like represent them and like push other people to find ways to uh relate to it but we are asking each artist to write an excerpt about that so that way there's some context where people can read with the piece. Because most of the time, you know, you just, you just look at the art and it's like, you connect one way and another. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if the the work itself has some wording, it can create like a, 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 a another uh, piece of the bridge mm-hmm. to right. help other people to connect with the artwork and also be impacted in a different way. Yeah. Definitely. We're There's- finding that with doing Ratness, the podcast, is that's what a lot of people want, is they want that background to the artist you know they want to like the piece but as soon as they have that a few words about it from the artist or they're able to listen to it and get an hour conversation about where that artist came from or get kind of like an emotional connection connection exactly like that's what so many people want beyond just the piece you know what i mean and i think that's why when a when an artist gets really big they blow up so quick because they went from nobody knowing who this person was to all of a sudden them getting a little bit of light shined on them and then everyone goes, ooh, I wanna know about this person as much as I can and boom, it bolsters their reputation or their their looks so much. Um, I, I personally love knowing a little bit about the artist when I hang something up. So that way, when a random person comes to my house and is like, yo, this needlepoint is dope. It's like, yeah, it's the girl hugs trees. She's from San Diego. Like there, there's a story behind it. And then that person now leaves the house with that connection too. You know what I mean? So the more people, the closer the connection you can get, or the more people to have that kind of realization of connection, the more it just compounds and compounds and mm-hmm. compounds and becomes like what we know big artists says today. Yeah, it's like the context and the layers. And I was thinking about how, it, you know how you'll see one piece of art and then everyone somehow gets drawn to the same thing in the same day. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Yep. So it's like we're adding energy to it. So having that description there where it's like not only talking about that piece of art, but about the artists and like how they want to contribute to the community, how they want to impact future generations, that's going to add this layer of energy and context to it that even if it's not like a cognitive thing that the viewer is experiencing, it's an energetic thing. Right. And then it amplifies the energy of the piece, I think. 100% for sure. So we know, I got though, you have had relationships with artists around the Southern California and Northern Mexico area for a very long time. You've established a lot of real close connections with people. Um, I have to, I only, I can only assume that that is what allows you guys to 
to take this stance to do a show like this where it's focused around the artist because you know the guys that you're going to have or the artists that you're going to have at this thing and you you want to help promote them it's not like grabbing you know a curatorship going okay i have these random people coming from all over the country that i know nothing about mm -hmm. let's put their artwork up because it looks cool it's like no you understand there is something behind it in the person in the artist that actually made that art what it is and they wouldn't that art wouldn't be what it is without that connection you know what i mean well i mean you're totally right on some um, on all those points also too is like being able to curate the way we're curating we always trying to bring new artists in to get to know them even better okay and uh, the goal is to like for us to get to know them better but also to like uh, network with each other because i feel like a lot of those artists don't often get to see each other mm. you know and that's our goal it's not just within you know it's like i know that person now better is a fact that's like we want people to get to know each other and how they can like work with each other in the future or even we can create a bridge for them for their buyers to mm -hmm. connect with them as well and keep working with them we don't want to be gatekeepers that's a whole like idea for sure it's about like um how can we go deeper so it's always like that's the main goal go deeper and more uh true to ourselves and like just being authentic rather than just like trying to keep everything to yourself so the goal itself for studio nine it's about that it's about like networking growing pushing people to be in a vulnerable space but like to be some or something positive not just to be like i just did another show and i did it with so-and-so right. we don't want that attitude right. you know it's more, it's more of a, like i met a new friend you know i was like i never knew you i was like oh now i know a little more about you like you're talking about like you know like the depth like intimacy like what you're saying like you have an art piece of like danny in your space and like you can talk about it but the thing is like you have a personal connection right and hopefully you can you know that person's gonna draw itself to that piece differently but eventually they meet the artist and it's like every single person is going to have a different experience. Totally. And I think every single experience is special regardless. Hell yeah. And if <clears throat> it sounds like you guys, we're in the same vein, Ratness. Like when we did the pop up here uh, a couple months back or whatever in May, we we got an opportunity to see how that works. You know, we had no idea how this was going to play out. It was the first pop up that we had put on and we had. 15 vendors and artists there and most of them coming from outside this local area we had no idea what it was going to look like and what we tried our best to do is say all right no matter how it turns out the very least these artists get to hang out with each other yeah. these artists get to know each other and i know for a fact there are a handful of the people that were there that are now in communication and have stayed in communication <laughs> since that day just because of that so I, we know that it feels amazing for that to happen and it only happens if you come from that point of view if you come from look even if it's not successful the success will be in the artists meeting each other and collaborating it's, and any money or financial gains on top of it is just cream that's it that's it what do you define as successful is mm -hmm. it it was a successful show because it went over without anyone getting hurt and <laughs> no drama and friendships were made you know financially yeah. fiscally whatever you want to call it did we make a bunch of money? Probably not. Did we lose money? Probably. But, <laughs> you know, that's not what it was about. That's not the, the, the terms of success. Yeah. That's not the terms of success for what we try to do with that, I don't think. And I don't oh, think yeah. that's the terms of success that, that you're trying to hold either is financial success. No, I mean, we need that, right? Until we don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think it's like it's important to have a strong foundation. You know, if you have a strong core. You know, it's like money's not going to come right away. It's not you, you like you, you have to like uh, invest in the people, invest in the crop. You know, you, it's, it's like think about it like a garden. 
Mm-hmm. A garden doesn't just grow overnight, you know? You have to give it love. Yes. You have yeah. to tender to it. And eventually, it does give you fruits. So mm-hmm. the fruits don't come right away. It's how you, like, get to nurture those fruits for you. And to elaborate on that metaphor really quickly, a garden gets harvested and then you have to reinvest replant in order for it to keep going you could have one crop and like harvest that well then you've got a couple months worth of fruits and vegetables and they're going to be gone real quick if you don't replant and re-sow into it which is why it's good to have like multiple beds right so it's like you're Mm -hmm. you plant them at different times so that way when that one's growing you're tending to this one and you know um i think that the investment that he spoke of that's something that we've talked about a lot very early on it's like okay, well, we're investing our time into this because eventually we're going to get a different return. We're mm-hmm. investing our money into this because eventually we're going to get a different return. We're investing just like our energy. Um, I think that the one of the things that we really want is true collaboration, which is what you talked about as well with, with the event in May. It's like that true collaboration. It's not, I'm doing this to get something. I'm doing this because by us working together it's only going to benefit everybody like we really want everyone to win it's not about us winning it's not about you winning it's about all of us yeah totally totally i feel with that being said you know we're also like uh this month we're going to be doing a designer con Mm -hmm. never done that and it's also like you know like the opportunities that we have given is through like other friends our friend uh, optimus bolts which is he's also like in the same strip where in bar logan he invited us to be part of um, the boot with him, and we're excited to be in LA. This is the first time, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a diff- different game. That's gonna be real have cool. You, have either of you guys been to DesignerCon as a guest, or like as a no. just someone to to go? And no. now you're going Mm-mm. first time as a vendor. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's, that's right. a trip. It's gonna be insane. <laughs> yeah, I've heard nothing but good stuff. Like I heard it's like just a more fun Comic Con, uh, a little bit more of an artist driven, uh, less big studio, less fox less whatever you know what i mean like um the things that comic-con has turned into like over the years is just kind of like the release for the new marvel movies um whereas this is a little bit more uh dialed in as far as the people making the art which is really rad um but yeah i I haven't been so i'm very curious uh you know how it goes and i'm stoked that you guys get to table and uh you know i think i think it's gonna be an awesome opportunity and it's gonna be one of those things too if you keep the the same mindset we were just talking about where it's like, all right, maybe we don't sell a bunch of stuff, but the connections you make and the the people you talk to and the people that do buy things from you and get that story from you guys, like it's, it's, it's planting those seeds, which is awesome. Well, and I was thinking about how I don't think I've, I've showed my work outside of San Diego other than the event in May with uh, Rat Nest. So this is going to be like only the third no second time that I've shown my work outside of San Diego. Trip out. Wow. So that's cool. It's a great platform for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really sure. cool. I mean, what a, what a, there's no better platform really. I mean, it's going to be an insane event. Um, I mean, they have billboards all over, you know, what I mean? they, it's got <laughs> it's that billboard. kind of vibe, you know. Uh, Speaking of that, I kind of want to pivot real quickly over to your art. You know, we kind of said it a little bit at the beginning, you do needlepoint can can we expand into that a little bit? Because I doubt anybody listening has any idea how badass it is that what you're doing rather than just, oh, you're stitching some things on there. That doesn't express what you do whatsoever. The time and the energy and the effort that goes into those pieces is very obvious in the piece. You, you look at it, you know that it took time and effort and 
there's a you could just feel the the TLC in each of the piece. You know what I mean? Can you can you go through number one? How'd you get into needlepoint and especially like the way that you're doing it rather than like an old lady sitting on a couch <laughs> and stitching a flower for her, you know, for her new granddaughter mm -hmm. to actually stitching pieces that are going to be displayed at DesignerCon and, and that actually hold their own in, an, in the art world. Thank you for all that. I feel like I'm blushing. <laughs> it was really nice. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so how did I get into it? Um, it was something that I had been thinking about for a long time because when I, I, I want to say it was maybe like first grade, we learned how to cross stitch. Cross stitch and embroidering are not the same, but they're in the same kind of realm, right? So cross stitch is like you're creating a design with little X's. Whereas embroidery, um, like you said, more traditionally, it's like, you know, someone embroidering a flower onto a napkin, or right. whatever, which I haven't done that yet. Um, but I do do flowers. They're just not the traditional way, I guess. Um, so it had been in the back of my mind because I had loved doing it. I like I just have that visceral memory of loving it and thinking like, wow, I made that. It actually looks good. Um, and I think my neighbor had started my landlord neighbor, she had started to embroider. Um, and I think she was doing more of like the traditional style. Uh, and I was like, well, I could do it. And so I just started doing it. And I remember asking her to do, do a French knot and she showed me in person. And um, I just kind of kept going because it was really fun. I love doing things with my hands. I like to keep my hands really busy. Um, so that just seemed like an appropriate thing. It's very meditative. And so once I started doing it, it was just like, I love this. This feels so good. Yes. So it was worth continuing my efforts with it. Um, as far as like the style that I do, I do a lot of line work. Um, I think that the reason I do line work is because I never really felt comfortable drawing. And so when I would draw, it would be pretty simple. It would be like lines. And mm. um, he's helped me figure out like certain ways of adding details that no one ever taught me because I never took an art class. I was just like, I, this. okay, this is the shape of the thing, so that's what I'm doing. So I think a lot of our art can come from, like, our, what is it called? Like, the, the things that you're not good at. Mm -hmm. so, things you have to work on. Yeah, <laughs> right? So it's like, okay, well, uh, I'm good at line work, so I'll just do line work. So it started with that. Um, and I am open to lots of different things, but, like, the main styles that I do, as you know, is uh, ladies and plant kind of themes and, like, where they're melded together. Uh, I started drawing plants growing out of ladies' heads, uh, and they always were faceless because I didn't feel confident drawing faces, and then eventually it became that the heads themselves were the plants. Mm -hmm. But I definitely venture out of that, like, the piece that you have is is outside it's of like that. a portrait almost it's yeah. a portrait and uh, I used red thread which was really fun I really like doing that because primarily I use black thread um, and like I'll throw in splashes of color here and there um, yeah did I answer your questions oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was more just to get you talking about yourself a little bit <laughs> I kind of want to um, follow up question elaborate on that a little bit um, so I'm really curious so you have the bigger piece that is in the studio and it's the uh, it could be a man and a woman, uh, but they're like embracing, they're hugging. Uh, was there is do you use models for like any of your line work when you're when you're starting it out? Like, how do you how do you draw everything out in the sense of like what you want it to be? Yeah. So I usually do use models. Occasionally, I'll just, you know, um, just doodle. And that's what ends up happening. Um, 
I've used my own form a lot because I'll have like a certain idea, but I don't necessarily have the model to be able to do that. Sure. So then I'll just like, okay, well, I'll look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. What a, How's what my hand look, look like, like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah, I think that image, I think I saw like a photograph. So it was, it came from a photograph and then I drew it, I think it's sketch party. Uh, I think it was maybe on like Valentine's Day several years ago, the sketch party. Okay. So it was, you know, it was about love, it was about embracing. And then over time, usually like, so I'll sketch and then and then it, I end up drawing it like four or five times, including the, the sewing part when I'm making it. So, um, yeah, that one was from a photograph of two people. And then I just kind of made it my own, mm -hmm. uh, you know, changed the little things to have it represent what I was wanting it to represent. And that one that one's called regulation, um, because I think that it's really, really important that we do embrace like I think when we get like it's it's good to be able to know how to um what is it called self-regulate mm -hmm. to be able to calm and soothe yourself and your nervous system on your own but we also as animals as mammals we need each other and so that necessity of safe wanted embrace i mm -hmm. think is really important for that right it is it's comforting it's yeah it's everything that we want since the time we're born right it's like our earliest memory is just wanting that that hug that embrace that safety that you know um whether we get it or not over the years safety, um, can yeah. can vary off mm -hmm. uh, that actually is a perfect segue into my next question <laughs> <laughs> um so you guys are dating you guys are significant others am i wrong in this you're, you're correct <laughs> <laughs> what is it like both being artists be, with such different styles and with such different mediums, and I assume such different friend groups just because of the nature of the different types of art that you do, how does that kind of safety that we were just talking about or that, that connection with each other, has there ever been any times where it causes friction or has it always been very like symbiotic and like you're doing your art, I'm doing my art, let's, let's work on it together, the differences, like I, I just I'm curious to see how what you were just saying about that connection and that necessity of another, how you two coming from such different places are able to meld so well, because you guys are uh, great. Every time I've hung out with you, the, the love, the energy between you is obviously there. And it, that takes a lot of time and effort. <laughs> that does not come naturally. Can I, can I start? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you guys work. Um, <laughs> well, I, I feel like we have like very mutual respect towards each other. We are well boundary, and you know, like we we uh, at least with art wise, like, I I I feel like I know where you're coming from. We may have like different you know backgrounds to like like you know like where the art that we're creating, but I think the fact is like we have friends of all different like you know like styles of artwork i mean i know she has some graffiti friends so the whole thing is like we we tend to learn a lot from each other regardless so i think it's like that's where we are able to collaborate so easily because we don't have like you know it's like i am this and you can't do that it's more like oh you want to try that you know i can i can i can you know show you it's like oh, invite the birds that she's like and I, I feel like you know like we we are we allow ourselves to be um you know, it's like like vulnerable and also like open about like if we feel like something's uncomfortable, we go deep into the root and try to like you know solve it. So like it's a lot of problem solving and like without judgment. 
So I think that's where both of us are able to like uh, communicate clearly. Also, to clear communicators, you know, it's like if something is bothering us, we have a hey, you know, like I don't, I don't feel this, I don't feel that. I need some time. Um, so or I, think, I need a hug. There you go. Yeah, as simple as that. You know, it's like we balance each other with like our strengths and weaknesses. We just, you know, uh, I, I think so. That's kind of how it feels to me. Well, also, he's very encouraging. I'd say we both are. You know, mm -hmm. like he said, we're not gatekeeping anything. We want, I want him to succeed. He wants me to succeed, just like we want everyone to succeed. So I think coming in with that intention, I, I mean, the, I think that that's just pure, right? You know, so it's like he was talking about the fruit, right? And it's like you can you can judge things by the, you can judge the tree by the fruit or I forget what the, the saying is. <laughs> you you know, can hug like, the tree by the fruit. You can hug the tree by the fruit. Um, you know, so we, we want, we want what's best for each other. And sometimes what's best for me isn't going to be what's best for him. And so there is that like, you know, like he said, like, I need time. And I'm like, well, I need a hug. Like that's usually, it's like sometimes he needs a moment to process. And I'm like, Hey, well, if I just give him that, then I'll get what I need. Or like sometimes he knows, like, if I just give her a hug real quick, then I'll get what I need. It's not always just as simple as like a hug or space. Ooh, but sure, that's sure. just like a yeah. good example. Of totally. I, I feel also, too, is like it doesn't even just stop about creating artwork and hanging out to mm -hmm. our friends. Like we also like cooked a lot of meals together. Right. So we go shopping uh, local markets. So we do a lot of things like outside of that. So we are we are bonding outside of art as well. And. Yeah, well, and we so we primarily shop at the farmer's market because in San Diego, it's so abundant, which is like that is one of the best things that I love about San Diego is year round farmer's markets and like lots of local farmers to um, and ranchers and producers to be able to support. So when we go, we actually have relationships with all of the people that we That's buy right. food from. I was going to say that was the first time we kind of hung out outside of an art setting was that morning. Uh, you guys invited me to go to the farmer's market with you. And you knew every vendor you were buying from. They knew you. Um, that was the first time I tried bee pollen. Mm -hmm. I like forced I you to. And I was like, <laughs> no, this, this is stole the honey. <laughs> this is crazy. One, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then two, after I had it, I was like, it's kind of amazing. And you were like, no, it has all these beneficial like properties, and you have to like really check it out. And uh, I don't know, it's something I've I've shown to other people since then. And I'm like, no, it's it's pretty rad. Like, check it out. <laughs> uh, but also just the types of people that you guys were communicating with at the farmer's market. It wasn't like just artsy types. It wasn't just people in our age demographic. It was, you know, every familiar face uh, under the sun. It was old people. It was young people. It was uh, vendors. It was other shoppers. Uh, you know, it, it was cool to see your relationship and your connection to the community just in that morning. So, mm. so that was really sweet. If you can't tell, uh, we like we're kind of fanning over here a little bit but and i think it's real a good point to make to point out is as fans of artists you think oh their whole life is art you know you you think that's all they do 24 7 they're thinking art because that's the only part that you really get to see but when and then when there's two artists together and they're in a relationship you're like oh well, their whole life must be art that's all that it is you know but making the distinction or making the point of like, no, we cook together, we, we live together, we have normal f fucked up situations that we have to go through outside of art is, I think that is good to remind everybody like, artists aren't just artists 100% of the time, they're people, you know, they're, they're humans, they, they have to still live and deal with the same stuff 
they just have an outlet that some that most don't have. And so I guess the point I'm making is when two great artists like yourself come together, it's so easy for people just to think, oh, they just art comes to them naturally and they must live art in every moment of their day. Uh, but it's it's really not that mm-hmm. there, there comes down that where art probably is only a, a percentage, a small percentage of life comparatively to, you know, what we might see. Well, there's also like the times I know, like um, Danny, when if I'm going to talk about this, like when you went to like a little dry spell, you're having some trouble with your art. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, I got to like a, a, a momentum where I'm like I'm, I can create like constantly. But also, too, it's like sometimes, you know, you get blockage, yeah. you know, and it's like when you see someone else, like I know, like it was like it was like for you to see me continue doing it's like you felt the need to continue doing. But like you were not able to. You're trying to figure out a way to like create that outlet again. Yeah. And sometimes it's like the blockage is because there's something to process. Right. I mean, probably everything is always about something emotional. <laughs> you know, it's Like even if it like not emotions aren't bad. Right. There's like a whole the whole spectrum of them. There, there were just things that I was going through that needed to be processed. And I think I also needed to allow myself to be able to create in new ways. Yeah. And um, I, it's funny because when you were saying, like, it's not all of the time. Like, well, <laughs> for him, it, it kind I'm of like, is. You don't know. You don't know but at the same time, sorry, I moved it. Um, at the same time, we do have other things going on and we probably just don't rest enough because we are constantly making so much like he's always drawing. So like sometimes he'll be drawing and I'll be like, well, I didn't have anything to work on. Hold on. Let me go find something to work on. And so actually some really cool pieces have come just because I was like, well, I just want to do something too. Sure. And it wasn't like, I wasn't trying to do anything in particular. I was just like, well, I just want to do something. So let's figure out anything to do. Uh, so he's uh, going back to he's been really encouraging for me to grow as an artist. That's awesome. And I think that that uh, he, the energy that he's been giving for years into his craft shows up in his everyday interactions that are outside of, you know, like the physical art. Uh, and so I'm able to feed off of that. And I hope the way that I do also, you know, feeds him in his own way. I mean, it definitely does. I mean, y- y- your work, it's like, it's always interesting to see people come to our, you know our studio and see like it's like you do all this and like oh no you know I was like I was like oh wow two different styles you know two different mediums but like they match together pretty well yeah so you know her her work can be minimal but it's really her intentions are so deep and heavy not that I'm not 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 that mine aren't but the mind's a little like you know more like what am I looking at it's like it's it's, 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 it's almost like overwhelming sometimes so people are like. It's nice to see people come in and go like, oh, wow. You know, but it's also too, like, even with her work, once you get up close, there are people who are like, oh, wow. And like, we'll go back to what you talked about. I was like, you know, this reminds me of my grandma. We talked about stitching. Yes, so yes. it's really beautiful to see the connection that people have towards her work. It's like kind of like almost like a forgotten craft in a way. And she's right. like ruin it, doing it in such a like a new way, a new style. She has developed her artwork and style so much in the last couple of years i'm only just looking forward to what she's going to create like in the yeah. next couple of years you know it's like of course I try to be encouraging because like i want her to grow but like sometimes i'm always like oh damn i was inspecting that and like <laughs> damn you, you just you're just taking off compared to like two three years ago she didn't want to do stickers no t-shirts no pins now look at it look at that face it's not that face. i didn't want to it's that i didn't know how that it would be possible because it was like well, no i 
I make embroidery. I can't make stickers. I don't know how to. So I needed somebody to show me how to do it. How that translates. Yes, exactly. Like I, once I am shown how something can be done, then I feel like I can, you know, I can go all over with it. Um, so I've done a lot of like digitalization of it. Is that a word? Digitalization? It is today. Digitalization <laughs> of my work in order for him to be able to, um, you know, put it on shirts. And what's nice about that is um, I want to wear them. So it's like I'm making it because I want it. And then I'm just hoping that other people will also want to wear it. But I've also uh, moved away from that and feel more confident just getting photos of my art. So when I get buttons and stickers made primarily now, it's actual photos. So that way you can like see the fabric, you can see the thread. Mm, right. Because one of the reasons why I love embroidering so much is because of the texture. Absolutely. I love texture. Yeah, and it's lost when you digitize the art, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I thought yeah. it was really cool too when um, the first show we did, I think where I met you the first time, maybe a year ago, was when I was helping out my cousin uh, doing the focaccia pop-up. It was at Courtyard. Yes. And um, I ended up getting those, the woman with the flower head, like oh, the rose, rose head pins mm-hmm. uh, from you. And even with those, uh, sometimes it can be flat when you do like an enamel pin, uh, depending on how you do it. Or it could come off as kind of like one note. And it, yours is so minimalistic and yet still had texture to it because of the way the negative space was in the gold. Mm-hmm. And I think that came through really, really heavily. Like I loved them. And... Uh, they sold out like uh, I think I bought five or six from you. I kept one for myself. So I but the, the others, uh, you know, went pretty quick. Like it's not often. Sometimes I have stuff from when we started two years ago that hasn't sold. You know what I mean? From all kinds of artists, myself included. So it was cool to to see that people responded to your work the same way I responded to it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for supporting me. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was awesome. It was like clear from from right then, like that first moment. I was like, oh, this shit rules like awesome thank you and again it's like that's a fun collaboration even though i'm just just knowing that you wanted it on your site that was cool for me because i don't think that i had had that yet nice yeah and that's i mean that's part of the reason i think i like curating uh artists or i like doing stuff that's not just about my work is uh the cross-contamination and also the encouragement and um opportunities that might give someone for the first time to have their stuff on a, another platform or give someone another outlet to uh, show their work on. Yeah. You know, and I think that's so important. And that's what's so important about what you guys do with these group shows is uh, giving everyone an opportunity and, you know, bringing new people into the, the world that they might have not been comfortable in before. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a big thing. We just we want we're grateful for the opportunities that we've created as well as been given and we want to just extend that as much as possible to others it's rad it's the best the best place to come from i think when it's mm-hmm. involves other artists you know mm-hmm. i look we all know the artists are pretty self like we hate we hate ourselves and that's usually <laughs> why we make art you know uh, and there and we always have as you pointed out there's emotions and they're good and bad and a lot of artists experience highs and lows like real heavy and so when you have somebody that's willing to support you just for the sake of support, you know, mm-hmm. it, it really means a lot. You know, our yeah. site, we don't have millions of people going through our site, but it still made a difference to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We, 
there might not be hundreds of thousands of people that know what Rat Nest is, but if we're able to give somebody a platform that they at the least know, well, somebody's paying attention. Somebody isn't seeing it the way that I want to. And when, when like you guys are creating Studio 9 to be able to ex extend that platform, and now it's, hey, we, we care about what you're doing and we want to give you an opportunity for other people to see the same thing in you as we do, rather than just come and put art up in our studio and we'll take 40% of whatever, you know what I mean? There's, there's a difference between just being monetary with art and actually caring about the artist. Absolutely. And we are independent artists, you know, like we are doing this independently. We are full-time artists and we also are still working for others at the moment, sure. you know, like figuring that out. Uh, we want to maintain our independence as much as possible. And we want to show others that there are ways to do that. Yeah. It is possible yeah. to support yourself with your art because other people also want to support it. I think that's like the hardest hurdle to get over. Um, I'm always very, very impressed when I see people that sell their art for maybe not uh, 100% of their income, but that's like the majority that they focus on, whether you have, you know, a secondary job or whatever, uh, to make a little more uh, to pay the bills or whatever. But when people are doing it for themselves and making a living off of it, I, it's almost there's nothing more encouraging because then it shows that it can be done. And, you know, as a young artist, if you're especially when I was a young artist, like I'm still not very confident in myself, but I was even less confident back then. There was no way in hell that I would look at my work and say, oh, I can sell this and make rent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's a really like that's heavy the concept. Dream, right? Yeah, that's yeah. like you think you have that's to the end game. Totally. You think you have to be on this professional level to do that, but you you can do it if you if you choose to do it. You know, it's yeah. uh, but you do need that help and you do need that support. Well, with, with that being said, you know, it's also, I think, um, being clear with what you want and what you need, you know, there are different things, you know, I think some of us can can get a little greedy and have like stars, you know, like we can look up those people that already made us like we, we put them on like such a high pedestal, but we don't know their background, like you said earlier. Yeah. But it's also too, it's like you got to be honest with yourself. It's like, how much do you need? Yeah. What would you like to have? And if you're like clear with that message, the things will come true. The things, you know, you, you're going to hold your value high. Um, like lately, like with my work, it's like, this is what I'm worth. Take it or leave it. You know, I'm not going to go lower now. And the thing is, like, it's better to do it that way for myself and for everybody else around. It's kind of like, hey, you worked a little more because you're helping each other out. If you, like, put yourself, like, I can do it, you can do it, and I believe in you. The right person will come to you. The right time will come to you. Just be persistent and be honest with yourself. Once you lower yourself, you fucking everything out for yourself and everybody around you. Uh-huh. It's like, you're not helping, girl. And I get it. You know, that's that's a sign of desperation. Sometimes we do need the money. But it's also, too, it's like, just hold in there for a little longer, you know? Just, like, pinch a little bit longer for, like, you know, just wait for the moment and it's going to, like, that little plant, it's going to bloom. 100%. And that's the thing. It's like, patience patience mm -hmm. patience it's like it's difficult but once you once you like get in there and you're like you know we took a couple of deep breaths before you know going into this and like those three like deep breaths you know it's like slowing down a little bit can help you think like see the the the, the, the world clear heck yeah so i feel like we need to slow down from time to time not everything needs to be instant and that thing's like that's part of the problem i mean Instagram, Insta. Yeah. You know, you're looking for that instant gratification. It's like, 
you don't need it. That's just the, that, that's just like you know the smoke screen. Oh, we have cool. friendship right here that are authentic. You know, it's like we don't need to have like a thousand followers mm-hmm. to believe that we're something. Yeah. I feel like I'll just like trying to like out of this. Like I feel like when I create an art piece, if I get just one person to be like look at it and be like happy with it, oh, connect man. with it, right? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I like I feel I feel contentment. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like oh someone connected with it. And the thing is, like, that's the thing about graffiti, too. You know, it's like, you never know how many people are connecting with it. Right. Even if it gets buffed now, it's like, it's like, oh, cool. I, the buff man saw it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, was, I was actually going to ask you about this. Oh, man. Uh, because of your background in doing graffiti is like, now when people come into your studio and they see your work and they've seen it before, yeah. um, how many, I mean, what? Is there a high percentage of people that come in and recognize it immediately? Or is it kind of like, where have I seen this before? <laughs> Everything you said is pretty much how it happens. Some it's people all, just walk in and they're just like, it, it's almost like, it's like you, you see the the light at the end of the tunnel. And all of a sudden it's like, it just blasts you and everybody's just like. Oh man, am I having a psychedelic experience right now? You well, know? And, and let's say that like he has probably I don't even know how many pieces he has right now. Last year he did a solo show, Noi Pero, and it, there were 111 pieces in it. He definitely wow. sold a lot of them and he definitely has made way more than that since. So there's a significant amount of art on the walls and it's always growing anytime that something moves it's like cool now i can fill it with five to ten more people <laughs> you know it's like that's the that's the mentality and you know i feel like i i locked out of like what i'm doing because i'm doing it to the point that's like i don't have to do it for a particular show i'm just doing it because i enjoy it mm-hmm. and you know it's like it's hard to find that space and also like it's hard because we don't allow ourselves so I think I have allowed myself to be like, just create because you want to create. Don't oh, create because okay, yeah. you have like this or that. It's like, I was just talking about sketches. Like, I'm constantly sketching just to see like whatever flows. I'm not limiting myself. And like, I think that's that's another problem. So when you limit yourself, you know, it's like, that's only to you detrimental. You know, it's like, it's like you're not going to help yourself grow. But if you say like, you know, like the possibilities are endless. It's yeah. like, God damn it. Like that, that's the biggest problem. Yeah, <laughs> but let it also... art be the motivator rather than a show or, or a reason, like just create art for the sake of it. Yeah. Well, and I think that boundaries are good though, right? So having an intent, being clear, like this is why I make art or this is what I want to make. Like it doesn't have to be, it has to look like this or feel like this or make this amount of money or whatever, but it can, it's like, I want to do it because it, um, it brings me joy or even like you said, how there's just at least one person that's going to have an interaction with it right. and like some sort of connection with it. Right. Even if it's just the buff man, <laughs> like, you know, it's like just having that intention before we go into making anything. Right. Like when we're cooking, we, I mean, when we're cooking together, I'm pretty sure we're like, we want to love the way that this tastes. We, you know, like we want to enjoy this together. We want to be able to have this experience over the food. So whatever it is that we're about to create or put our energy towards, if we can just kind of like think about what is it that we're wanting to put in? Like what is our intention? Yeah, what is our intention? Um, I was listening to this woman, Sarah Baldwin, who was talking about before going into something that might be like kind of big and scary, like your dreams. (laughs) She was talking about how before she writes her book, 
um, or before she sits down to write her book, she like kind of like closes her eyes, I think, and like visualizes what it's going to feel like for someone's life to change because they're oh, wow. going to be impacted by this book, you know, and that's her specific intention because she just like trauma recovery work, you know, so like she really wants to impact people's lives and he help heal them, help them know that their bodies make sense and they're going to heal. So whatever it is that our intent is, if we can just sit there, hold out, like you said, right? It's like, what is our intention? Like, what is our higher vision that we're seeing for ourselves? And like, we might not get it today. We might not get it in a year, but if we continue believing in it and just like holding true to that and then creating from that space, it's going to happen. It might look a little bit different. It might even feel a little bit different. It might come in a different timeline or have little bits that are different, but it's going to happen. Well, it's, 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 you know, it's like, how, how can you help someone clear the path? You know, and yeah. that's the thing is like, you, you never know how you're going to impact someone's like clearing their path, you know, intentionally, unintentionally, you know, either way is like that little like that boss man, perhaps, you know, he's like, what am I buffing this for? You know, how does this make me feel like I'm never going to know, but it's also too, it's like my energy's in there. Your energy's in there. Yeah. It's up to you how you want to like, you know, take that. And that that's very funny because um, before we formally like met each other. I had seen your work, you'd seen my work, and a lot of people had seen both our work and thought maybe mine was yours or yours was mine or whatever mm -hmm. the, the situation was. And mm -hmm. so we were like feeling each other's energy and creating this path to becoming friends years later, you know, but without even realizing what was happening at the time, just because we were both creating things. And like, that's, that's kind of like, I don't know, man, that's really special. Yeah. I mean, I definitely hold that high because I even remember people tagging me and I was like, oh, that's, that's the other homie. That's not me. For me, for me, it's like at least with graffiti, it becomes like very competitive for some people. For be, me, yeah. it was more like, this is different. It has his own little like, you know, details. And I think it's like my attitude was like, you can keep doing it. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I think we said this before, but like people told me that we had a problem with each other before I even ever met you. And then when I finally met you, you're like, no, dude, like, that wasn't, I, was like, I, I didn't feel that from you. But like other people were like, oh, people don't like you, bro. Like, you know what I mean? It's so It's so funny. People create their own narrative of things. So mm -hmm. funny. Oh, th there's been like like rumors that I hear about like my stuff from time to time. Like even like my oh, oh like a friend of mine was out and on. Uh, uh hakamba by the trains and like he overheard some kids like oh his name is so and so and he was like he was texting me as he heard that's kind of like someone just called you a whole different name you have a whole different identity out there <laughs> and i'm just like i'm like oh, that's cool you know yeah. <laughs> i mean but that's kind of like the beauty of street art and like public art is that it's for that person's interpretation. Like it's for the viewer to like take whatever they're going to take from it. Right. And Even like, if it's beef between two people, yeah, they've never it's met. Like you can create some grandiose story, any direction you want to take it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to go back to something you said just a minute ago about something I put together while you were talking, you were saying you create every single day and, and in that creation, you have to have the intent. You have to have that almost, self self-driven reason for creating art right and the only way to practice that is to create so mm -hmm. you could as you're going i'm sure that the practice in the daily is improving your art 
but I think I think the the thing that doesn't get talked about as much is that intention that is going into each piece is getting honed and you're learning how to tap into that every piece that you're doing to where now you're not just doing the same thing over and over again. You're actually creating new ways and investing new intentions into all of these pieces as you're going. And I can only imagine that that is like imp making that like leaps and bounds improvements as you go. So, so to wrap it all together, I feel like it's called discipline, right? Discipline, you, cre yeah. you, cre you create a discipline for yourself. Sure. And I think it's like all the practices that I'm now dealing with, even my sketchbooks, they have an idea, but it's like it has to be cohesive. Yeah. So creating the discipline, you know, so like the intent is to be like, be organized and be disciplined. It only to work with everything else in between. And I think that's like when Studio 9, it's also its own project. It's its own, Heck like, yeah. you know, like intent you know it's like we talk about it before we even go into the next shows like what do we want to do how are we want to go about it who the who, who's are the artists what's how are we going to do it like in a new way how's it going to improve what we already did and mm -hmm. how's it going to keep growing so thanks to like everything else that i've done in the back in, in the back 20 years or so i have created that discipline to be like i'm focused i can't be just like going like yeah i have all these ideas but i have to like be like this is just the one yeah. Let's just focus on that one and that's it at the moment. Oh yeah. You know, it got told to me this is, it got told to me when I was first starting my own business that one one life-changing thing at a time, right? So if if that I've applied that to art as much as I can as well. Like if you've got something big in the fire, don't kid yourself that you're going to also be able to take care of this other giant adventure at the same time. And because what is that going to do? Now you're going to half-ass two things rather than full-ass one thing and make full it full-ass one, one thing. thing and make it exactly what you want it to be. Because as soon as you deviate that intention, as soon as you break off part of your focus, now it's not going to be what it could be if if you mm -hmm. kept that you know that determination. It reminds me of like what well, my, my my dad told me like when um, I was in my early twenties. He was like, he's like, what do you want to do? It's like, well, I want to do music and I also want to do art. It's like, man, just focus on one and, you know, just yeah. like go from that. And even as an artist, you know, I have different mediums that I do from screen printing, you know, curating shows, but still it involves all art. So when people tell me like, oh, so what else do you have in mind to do? What else are we going to do? It's like, <laughs> I, I can only hold this down right now. Right. I'm doing all this. What do you mean? <laughs> and that's kind of like even what we want for Studio 9. We want Studio 9 to even outgrow itself. And I think eventually we we already have plans. We talked to a few friends that we wanted to like be like more like a, um, is that co-op kind of like? Yeah. yeah. Well, like a collaborative space. Yeah. yeah like yeah. we want it. We want there to be a gallery, obviously, because we love showcasing other artists we think that that's really important and we also want to have like a shared workspace um we don't know exactly how that will look or when it will happen but we we already have people that we're collaborating with that we want to continue to be able to do that you know i i love the idea of people being able to come in and learn from not learn as like oh he's going to be teaching or i'm going to be teaching but like we're just working together and therefore learning from each other you know mm -hmm. it's like a big art party but organized, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of a perfect uh, spot to, to start wrapping it up on because it's a, the future of what you guys have going on. And we're really excited we are. Uh, to see how that unfolds and, and what directions uh, Studio 9 takes and what it becomes. But I just want to thank you guys again for being here today, but also 
for what you guys do, for all the artists that you're involved with, for what you've helped me out with and what you've included me uh, in. Um, I couldn't be more stoked on working with you guys every time. So just, I mean, it sounds stupid, but just like keep it up. And like, if the the focus is on making it bigger and better and uh, different and uh, maybe more avenues than it is now, like it'll get there. I, I, I could see it in both you guys, just the, the drive and the determination is like very clear and very evident. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, you can give it a follow to Danny at this girl hugs streets and Instagram. And mine will be, I got as an E Y E G A T O. And also we have a studio, um, Instagram too, which is, uh, a studio I X san diego if you want to follow up that and i i will make sure that all the links are uh, included in the uh, notes or in the description of this so. thank you yeah thanks for thank- being our friends yeah, yeah thanks for being our friends I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a fan and now a friend and i appreciate it I, I love you guys i thank you for making the trip I'm, i the time that it took for you guys to come out here means a lot that you guys are willing to to step up uh, and just join us in our silly conversations for an hour. Oh, we love being silly. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to plug? The show is tomorrow uh, at Studio 9, November 12th, 12 to 8, in Barrio Logan. Yeah, at 2195 Logan Avenue. So that's in the 2195 Collective Hallway. There's lots of other amazing uh, artists and small businesses and creatives in that hallway. There's going to be three live painters, um, three artists that are participating in the show. Our friend Hans, the Prince of Prince, is going to be doing live screen printing. Nice. Oh, cool. So if you are listening and you're coming to the show, you could bring your own shirt or um, we will have shirts available. Um, uh, don't forget about Nayeli. And, uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so our friend Nayeli of NG Apothecary and the Church of Herbalism, she's going to be making a tea blend that represents her and how she wants to contribute to the community and future nice. generations. And so that's going to be available for people to try and purchase and then our friend uh, Leti of uh, Brujas Cocina um, she's going to be making a treat we don't know what at the moment but surprise it's going to be treats. it's a surprise oh, treat yeah. All right. uh, we you know like just like with an art show you don't know what anyone's going to bring um, so she's going to have something available for people as well in her little write up and we're that was something that I was really excited to be able to include artists that aren't just going to have something on the wall oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Last thing I want to add, please yeah. smile to a stranger at any given time. It can be a life changer. Hey, that's good. You heard it. Smile at a stranger because it could be life changing. <laughs> Words of truth. Yeah. No, that's, that's no that's, bullshit. That's, I didn't mean to giggle. Yeah. It just hit me sideways. I yeah. didn't expect it. That's no, great. That's super, super relevant, especially I think in this time now where everyone's so uh, in their own world, looking at their phone, not looking at people, not saying hi, not saying good morning. So um, couldn't be more true, dude. But Most thank you guys again. Uh, this has been the first episode of season four of the Ratness podcast. You can catch us every Friday on YouTube for video and anywhere you get your podcasts for the audio. Uh, go to ratnessstickerco.com for pins, stickers, zines, and more. Am I forgetting anything, Jim? I'm Jim. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Meow. Awesome. That was fun. That was tight. Thank you guys. That was great. Perfect. Killed it. You guys killed it. I have to pee again. <laughs> I drink too much too. He's trying to high five you. He had to oh, high five himself. So I gave it myself. <laughs>